Beyond the News with Brian Lilly on News Talk 580 CFRA. No, do not adjust your sets. This is not about CBC taking over CTV, although I'm sure they would like to try and take over Bell Media because the state broadcaster is trying to take over the entire world right now. The media is finally waking up to the fact that the publicly funded state broadcaster, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, has designs to put all of them out of business by using the $1.1 billion plus per year that they take out of your pocket, out of the pockets of this company, out of the pockets of every company that they compete against, and they're trying to put them out of business while denying their mandate, while ignoring their mandate, and expanding their business enterprise. Hello, good evening, welcome to Beyond the News. If you can't tell, I'm fit to be tied tonight. CBC has announced that they are going to start a new vertical on their digital platforms. They are not content to take more than a billion dollars a year from the Canadian taxpayers to fund their awful radio operations. They're not content to take more than a billion dollars a year from Canadian taxpayers to fund their third place network of television dreck. No, they also want to be in the online music streaming business, which they've been in for years. And now they want to be in opinion print journalism. That's right. They're starting a whole division at CBC. They've hired Robin Urbach away from National Post to start a print opinion journalist. They're going to essentially have the columnist pages over at CBC, not content to compete with CFRA, not content to compete with CTV or Global. Now they're going to compete with the Ottawa Citizen, the National Post, the Globe and Mail, all of them. Sometimes I think, sometimes I truly think that Hubie freaking Lacroix And the rest of the CBC board and executives get together and sound a bit like this. Chief, mate, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. The Pinky and the Brain. Yes, Pinky and the Brain. One is a genius, the other's insane. They're all insane over at CBC. And they're drunk on your money. And it is revolting what they're trying to do. And yet when you point that out to somebody, say, like Sean Poulter, who happens to be a former journalist and now their executive in charge of government relations, yes, the government-owned freaking broadcaster pays Sean Poulter a six-figure salary to go and lobby the government. And his Twitter account reads like, uh, well, what most of the people at CBC are, liberal shills, unapologetic liberal shills. But when you point out that this is what's going on, what does Sean Poulter say? Well, he goes off on David Aiken, 
who said CBC's muscling in on the opinion market of iPolitics, the TIE, Toronto Star, Ravel, Vice News, Huffington Post Canada, among others, including David's employer, National Post. And Poulter's response on Twitter is, muscling in? That's what guys said in the 50s when CBC started doing TV. Limiting CBC won't make private companies richer. Hashtag serve Canadians. Screw you, Sean. Screw you. You should read my bloody book if you want to know some history about the state broadcaster in Canada. Because here's the reality. Canada got television years later than the rest of the Western English-speaking world. Why? It's not that we didn't have the technology. It's not that we didn't have television sets. It's not that we didn't have television signals beaming across the border with CBS and NBC and ABC. No. It's that CBC, which came into being as a radio broadcaster 19 years or so after, after we started, well, not 19, hold on, let me do the math again, 17 years, 17 years after private radio started in this country, the glorious state broadcaster was started by R.B. freaking Bennett. 1936, the first private radio stations were up and running around 1919 in this country. And they were started by small-time entrepreneurs. They were started by community leaders. They were started by community organizers, people that wanted their communities to have a voice in this new medium. And they flourished. The first hockey broadcast, the first hockey night in Canada had nothing to do with CBC. I tell all of this in my book, CBC Exposed, which maybe I should mail a copy to Sean freaking Poulter, executive in charge of government relations at CBC. The first Hockey Night in Canada broadcast was not on CBC. It was on what is now known as News Talk 1010, formerly CFRB in Toronto. And it was hosted by a guy named Foster Hewitt. And it was carried along the CP rail line radio system. That's how old our sister station in Toronto, CFRB, is. They were broadcasting hockey games in the 1920s from Maple Leaf Gardens. Long before CBC ever existed. And then when CBC was created, they were also made the regulator. And they stifled the ability of the private sector to innovate in this country. And so what we ended up was having TV years after the Americans, more than a decade, I believe, after the Americans, Years after the Brits, all because these guys wanted to make sure that they were in control, they did it right, and you weren't allowed to have a TV station unless you were part of CBC. Now they want to make it so that the only media outlet that survives is CBC. They are competing in music streaming against uh, Spotify, Pandora, RDIO. They're competing against all of these private businesses Stingray music, all of them, they're competing with their, you know, why does CBC have a music streaming service that gives you commercial free music of top 40 or classic rock or rap? Why? Why are they paying out millions of dollars in royalties to these music artists? It's not Canadian music. It's all kinds. That's one way they're competing. Now they're moving into this area. They're going, they're expanding into areas where they don't have stations, places like London, Ontario, where we have a radio station, 
We also have a competitor with Chorus in that station. And yet CBC's starting up an online one, just like they did in Hamilton, like they're doing in Kelowna where we have a station. They're going into well-established, well-served markets where they don't have their own station and starting up online ones. So they're starting online radio. They're starting online print. They're starting online music streaming. None of this is called for in the Broadcast Act. I have been yelling and screaming about this for near a decade. I've been warning broadcast executives first, then newspaper people, that this is something that they've got to stand up to. Finally, they're starting to figure it out. Finally, they're getting to the point where they're saying, this is wrong. And you've got James Baxter, formerly with the Ottawa Citizen. You've got John Hondrich from the Toronto Star, both saying that what is going on with CBC and their expansions is wrong. Baxter called CBC News an uber predator a publicly funded news website that competes directly with private sector companies. And he called on the federal government to stop funding the CBC's massive expansion into digital-only news markets. Hondrich also called for a halt to what is going on. Chris Waddell was on these airwaves earlier today. He is a former journalist, now a journalism professor at Carleton University. And he pointed out that CBC is expanding into areas that were never envisioned when the Broadcasting Act was there and that we need to start asking questions about their entry into these markets and how it should happen. Like, why are they taking online advertising? If the CBC is going to be online, along with private broadcasters, should the CBC be, be there as an independent presence uh, not relying on advertising, in other words, getting out of advertising and leaving advertising to the advertising that's available to be um, be fought over by the various other people who are who are trying to attract advertising dollars, and and at the same time, the private um, news organizations are trying to replace the advertising that they've all lost by persuading audiences that they should pay something for the information. Uh, just as they used to pay when they bought a newspaper or 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 had it subscribed and, and came to their home, um, what should the the CBC's role be in that as a potentially free competitor for the public against uh, against people who are trying to persuade people to charge for it? And yet, for most media outlets, the idea of a paywall will not work in this country as long as CBC is putting up their own news, all the news from the Canadian press. All kinds of video, all kinds of audio, all kinds of opinion columns, hiring away. I mean, how big of a checkbook do they have when they go around and they just hire top talent from every other media outlet? And then they put it all online for free. They are moving towards a digital-only plan, a digital-only concept, and they're using your money, my money, the, co- the money that comes from this company and the taxes it pays to compete against us and every other media company. And nobody can put up a paywall and compete with CBC because they're going to give it all away for free. Waddell points out that in Britain, BBC does not show ads on content consumed inside Britain. Now, if I go onto the BBC website from Canada, I will see advertising. But if I was at my uncle's house in Glasgow, I would not see advertising on the BBC website 
because in Britain they've decided that the state broadcaster should not be working hard to put the private sector out of business. And the fact is that as the media becomes more concentrated, as people look for more voices, it will be increasingly difficult for those new voices to start up because you're always going to be competing against the government which has bottomless pockets. I mean, they just gave CBC millions more this year and millions more next year. Something Waddell says is going to keep private investment out of the news media business. Um, as long as the public broadcaster, as long as an organization funded, funded by government is there taking up unused space in communities in terms of, uh, of, of setting up news operations and things like that, yeah. that may prevent um, people who want to do startups from finding the money they need from venture capitalists or from other sorts of people because that startup money, people who want to, to, to people who, who might want me to start up a publication may not want to give me money if they think I'm competing against the taxpayer. Exactly. You cannot start up. You, finding new money is difficult when you're competing against the taxpayer. I've long called for CBC to be sold off. I didn't say shut them down. I've had people sell me, no, don't sell them off. Just shut them down and salt the earth beneath them. But I've just said, no, sell them off and let them compete on their own. I guarantee you they won't be able to do it. They won't be able to figure out how to compete without the billion plus dollars a year they suck out of our pockets. It is impossible for them to do. Because they don't have the new sensibility, they don't know how to do it without being supported, without being subsidized. They're incompetent. But we know that the last government wouldn't do it. When they had the majority, they chickened out. And there's no way that Justin Trudeau is going to shut down his own publicity department that does story after story about how great he looks with his shirt off and how wonderful his socks are. But the least he can do is tell them to adhere to the freaking Broadcast Act and stop going after areas they have no business being in. Time to sell CBC or shut it down. I'm Brian Lilly. This is Beyond the News.